0: This NFL Week Three Player Props edition of the Propcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Roster brought to you by GameTime. Stack the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save twenty dollars. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. Roster brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'Em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Finally, we're about to buy by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the propcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday evening, currently 742 on the East Coast, here to get into our NFL Week 3 player props. And I got my guys here with me. First, you guys know Master Motor King, Sports Motorsports King of the industry. It's my main man, Rod Gomez. Rod, how's it going this Friday evening, brother?
1: Getting ready for another exciting week of racing. And oh, yeah, there's football going on, too. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely <laughs> enjoy fact that, listen, I, 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 I'm I not going to hear to tell you that the San Francisco 49ers uh, are the best team in the NFL, but the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, guys. You guys need to take notice. They put a stomping on the Giants last night, and, I mean, I know it's the Giants. I still feel good about it, though. They looked really, I mean, Brock Purdy was not, when you can play your worst game of the season and still kick the shit out of a team, you'll love it.
0: Apparently, um, yeah, me and uh, Chris here are are with uh, with the Niners. With our we're sporting our, our red today in honor of the San Francisco Forty Nineers uh, whooping some New York Football Giants uh, ass on Thursday Night Football. Like I mentioned, I also got my guy here, Chris, with me. Chris, how's it going this Friday evening, brother?
2: What's going on? What's going on, you know? What's up, Rod? Uh, happy to be here, and uh, like you said, you know, I didn't even kind of coordinate this at all, but I didn't even know I was throwing it out there. I kind <laughs> of, I kind of, I kind of owe, owe it to San Fran. I was on first half last night, minus six and a half. I got that number, a uh, little bit of juice, and I was also on the ten. So, you know, I, I will red every day. If, 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 they're, if, they're gonna, if that means they're going to cover for me, but I love, I love the spot for San Fran last night. And you know, whenever uh, San Fran is playing against the NFC East team, I'm always going to be rooting for for San Fran anyway. You know, my command is in a little bit of hope that we have. So uh, excited to you know to get into it this week. I felt I felt like initially I was like, ah, not not too much to like. I don't see a lot of matchup that I like, but I actually went over. I got a few more props than I probably should have. So excited to to, to be able to talk about it with you guys. Let's get into it.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, look, our teams combined here are five and two. I'm not going to name the team that's responsible for the two losses We'll <laughs> have our fandom here. But um, yeah, here we are. Uh, um, we are combined five and two, guys. So, yeah, I mean, like kind of going back to Thursday Night Football, I mean, not a lot. I mean not a lot to say here. I think we everybody expected this game to go the way it did last night. I know early on it was what 3 to 3 at the end of the first quarter, but I mean eventually you knew that the San Francisco 49ers were going to turn it up um and just absolutely blow the waters out of the New York Football Giants. They cover the 10 and a half spread, 10 depending on where you got it. A final score of 30 to 12. The magic number of 30 again with Brock Purdy as a starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers team. Um, Christian McCaffrey gets over his um, uh, rushing yard prop. Debo Samuel has a huge game. George Kittle contributed as well. Brock Purdy was able to pick apart this giant secondary. And again, I mean, like Rod mentioned right now, if you had did power or power rankings for the NFL by far, San Francisco 49ers are the number one team. So, I mean, I, I nothing none, none, none was different for me last night. Brought anything else to add about the Niners and the Giants last night?
1: Uh the only thing I'm salty about is the fact that Christian McCaffrey did not get 125 yards. Munaf, I am not thrilled about that. They, sh- I mean, uh, I imagine having one of the best running backs in the entire league, and you have a passing game script. Let's <laughs> go, Shanahan. What the hell are you thinking? Just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey every single. He was ripping off nine-yard runs like. Dude, nobody was stopping him. And we were like, Oh yeah, let's give Brock Purdy the most passing attempts that he's had this season, let alone uh, you know, in, in a few weeks in his career. I I'm salty. I
0: mean, well, that just kind of tells you how bad the Giants defense is then, right? I mean, if Brock Purdy, I mean, no disrespect to him. I mean, he's he's proven the odds. I mean, uh, the way that he's been able to command this offense, like we've talked about this week in and week out, for him to go out there and throw 310 yards uh against this uh Giants defense where Usually he's in the neighborhood of that 200 to 220 mark every single week because he doesn't really need to throw the football. I mean, you know, that just kind of tells you how bad this Giants defense is. Uh, Chris, thoughts on uh, any takeaways um, from last night that may have surprised you or didn't surprise you or just
2: kind of expect the game to go the way it did? Kind of expected the way it go. I expected it to go the way to go the way it did, but kind of what Rod was talking about, I was on – uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, passing yard, uh, passing, uh, attempts, attempts to go yeah. over. He missed about one because he threw the pick too early. So if he, de- if he de- <laughs> completes it or doesn't complete one more pass, then we, you know, then I, then I cash that prop. And, uh, you know, another thing, Rob mentioned you 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 get picked apart on the offensive end through the air as well because I took Brock Party to go under his two hundred and thirty passing yards and he threw for three hundred yesterday. So the Giants couldn't stop a nosebleed. It is a, little, a tad bit concern. I know we're making fun of him. It is a tad bit concern. You know, from, from a Giants perspective, I know they were shorthanded without Saquon yesterday, but yeah. you didn't even have to travel. You were already you went from San Francisco to to LA, so you you didn't even have to travel at all and still like come out there and get pretty much mollywob um you know it's it's pretty bad for them uh couldn't stop the pass couldn't stop the run like Rod said they could still be handing the ball off to chris mccaffrey he'd still be breaking off seven and a half yard runs right now so uh giants got a lot of stuff to clean up unless they're just gonna look forward to next season
0: yeah i mean i think they're in a tough spot as well obviously you know short week for both teams but i think the way they the giants kind of came back in that second half against arizona cardinals you know they were probably going to come out a little flat i mean that second i think it was second quarter second half you know it was going to uh Eventually, the Niners were going to pull away. But again, Niners improved to 3-0, and and they are on to Week 4 now with extended rest. And I think that's very important for guys like Christian McCaffrey for this 49ers offense, uh, who has been really pretty much carrying a load for them in the first three weeks. So they get a, uh, a full 10 days off here before the next game uh, in Week 4. Uh, gentlemen, let's get over to our player pros for NFL Week 3. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off, my friend?
1: The theme of mine is going to be you get rewarded for trying. This is the theme of my entire uh, my entire prop picks today. I'm going to go with attempts uh, on this one because I feel like there's uh, there's prizes to be had. You get the the trophy for for doing your best, and so I'll start with Mac Jones and his passing attempt numbers. This is set at a 31 and a half pass attempts. I'm going to take the over on this. Uh, surprise, surprise, at minus 125. But I, I'm picking spots to where I think that the overs are locks because if you look at what Mac Jones uh, has done already, he has uh passing attempts. In fact, the, the new England Patriots lead the league right now in passing attempts per game with 48 pass attempts per game. I mean, these guys are throwing the ball left and right. You know that, uh, that Bill Belichick already does not like himself running backs. Cause we know that as a fantasy manager, it's hard to tell who's got what. So, in two games so far, Mac Jones threw for 50, or 54 attempts against the Eagles, 42 attempts against the Dolphins. You got to be kidding me with that. That's a lot of attempts. And then you look at the Jets, they've allowed 39.5 uh, pass attempts per game so far in the two this season. Look back at what he's done against the Jets in his career. He has two games above this mark and then one at 30. Uh, exactly. So, and then the other one's at 27. So he's been in and around this number or over in each of his four games. We're only asking 31 and a half. I mean, that's, that's 11 less than he threw last week. So I think that's going to be still the game script against the jets. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're not deep, but uh, definitely throwing the ball a lot against him. Even 32 attempts, 33 attempts is, is I think uh, a good expectation for Mac Jones this week. So give me Mac Jones over, 31 and a half pass attempts at minus 125.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, he's faced this uh, Jets team uh, four times in his career. He's gone over this projection of 31 and a half pass attempts at three out of four, uh, sorry, uh, two out of four games. But I think more so what we talk about with this Jets front line is that they're going to be able to slow down the running game for this uh, Patriots team, which has pretty much been non existent. I learned that the hard way last week with Ramondre Stevenson. I know that. He turned it on late last week, but I mean, early on in that game, they—I mean, this this Patriots uh, r- rushing attack has just not has been non-existent. So, and again, that has to be on the shoulders right now of Mac Jones to carry them to their first victory in Week Three, hopefully against the Jets here. If you are a Patriots fan, um, Chris, thoughts on uh, Mac Jones here?
2: yeah i love it i love it i absolutely love it it correlates well with uh with my problem you know can i go straight into mine yeah one? go for it man go same, for it, same it. game and it's perfect correlation i and you mentioned them already uh you know uh Ramondre stevenson i'm on his under uh rushing yards it goes it, it, it lines up perfectly right so i got this number at 60 and a half so we need him to stay under the 61 uh rushing yards in this game a uh, little juice minus 120 over on points bet but you look at this Patriots offensive line, they rank 31st in run blocking, which is why they've been passing the ball so much, because it hasn't been working. Uh, Jets defensive line ranks actually ranks number two in uh, stopping the run blocking right now. They're run blocking great. And uh, going back to the Jets, they've actually been a top six unit in defense when it comes to run stopping, uh, tackles at or behind the line of scrimmage so far this season. Um, you look at uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he's averaging just – 0.0 so no yards after he's been contacted either before or at the line of scrimmage so he's not getting any of those that that actually ranks 41 out of 47 running backs that actually qualifies um last week 25 yards rushing just 25 yard rushing 12 carries uh versus the eagles uh in week one, i'm sorry in week one um and 15 carry and he did but he did have 15 carries for 50 yards uh last week so i think he stays under this number you, I went back and looked at his at his game logs and just dating back to last season, he's actually stayed under the 61 rushing yards in nine of his last ten games. So I think the numbers set a tad bit too low, um, and I don't think that uh, Ramondre Stevenson goes over. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that he gets a lot of rushing yards in this game. Also, you just think about it from a game strip perspective. The Jets have been absolutely atrocious. They finally come back home. You really have to fight hard. I know that the Patriots typically own the Jets, and that goes back to, of course, before you know Tom Brady. And But it also, same thing with Mac Jones, but Garrett wilson got to be thinking, man, I, I got to be able to get one, right? Like, they, they can't beat anybody. We can't beat anybody. So we got to be able to pull off this one. So I think you get a, a very, very, um, you know, good effort from from the Jets and what could be one of their winnable games that they have on their schedule. So give me a reminder Stevens to go under his 60-and-a-half rushing yards. I think we see the Jets' defense bring it, especially on the on the run stop up front.
0: I mean, I think the plan for the Jets defense and Robert Saul is probably going to be, hey, make Mac Jones beat me because he hasn't performed very well the first two weeks for uh, the New England Patriots overall. Their offense. I mean, I know they were in that game against the Eagles, but I, it just wasn't there for them uh, or the first two weeks here. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are are pretty much on the on the on the on the game script here of what the Patriots are going to have to do uh, to beat this Jets team. Uh, all right, before I get over to my first player prop uh, for NFL Week. Three, let me tell everyone about DraftKings Sportsbook. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings is keeping us in the in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five on any of this week's epic matchups, so walk away in the instant winner. And DraftKings is stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Like I mentioned, we're fans of uh, the 49ers, the Commanders, and the Texans here. Combined, our teams are 5-2. Hey, I think my uh, Texans are going to add to that uh, win total there You make it 6-2 this week against Jacksonville. So, hey, bet some $5 on that plus 320 over on DraftKings for the Texans' money line. Uh, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now, sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one 800 GAMBLERS. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And we're also brought to you by game time. Hey, if you want to get out to the ballpark before the baseball season's over, WNBA playoffs are going on right now. And obviously we're in full swing of NFL. And you want to get out to the stadium and watch some of these games, or if you want to go out to the theater and a comedy show in the area, let game time help you out. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. And game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sporting events music, comedy, and theater, like I mentioned. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best prices are guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Their app has some great features, like I mentioned, flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And the best part of their app that I love, that you're going to get an image of your seat uh, before you purchase the ticket, so you're not going to have any surprises when you get actually to the venue. Like I mentioned, their lowest prices are guaranteed, and they're so confident and their prices that they have the best prices out there. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, they're going to credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat, like I mentioned, before you buy, so you know exactly what you expect when you arrive, and buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. And the best part is also is that you're going to get the tickets sent right directly into your phone and the app. You don't have to hassle through the mailbox. Or your email box. No, they're right there on your phone. So all you got to do is download the game time app, create an account, and use your promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices are guaranteed. All right, gentlemen, my first player problem. I'll go with the quarterback here as well. I am going to go with Justin Fields. uh, Over 58-and-a-half rushing yards in this game. And, again, we know all the trouble that the Bears are having on and off the field um, within their organization, right? And I know that there's been interviews that, you know, Justin Fields is blaming the Or pointing fingers or whatever the case might be in the latest interview, whatever the case might have been, is that, hey, he's taking accountability that if there's any blame that, you know, it falls on the shoulder of of Justin Fields. But I think he's also mentioned that he's probably thinking too much and it'll been a little robotic. And I think that just kind of tells me this week he's probably get back to being the Justin Fields that we were used to seeing last week. That's that scrambling quarterback making those plays with his legs. Helping out the offense that way, especially now you're going for a cheese front uh, seven. Uh, Now you're getting uh, Chris Jones back last week, who obviously had an impact in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's going to be trying to uh, get to the quarterback and and get Justin Fields sacked. But I think this is going to be a game where we do see Justin Fields uh, take off and run here a little bit. Got over this number in week one against the Green Bay Packers, barely at 59. Last week, it wasn't very effective uh, in their loss against the Buccaneers. But I think going back to against the Chiefs, if you're one going to keep up with the scoring and how bad the defense is of the uh, Chicago Bears, where we know the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points. Justin Fields is going to uh, have to press the issue a little bit. I think he's going to utilize his leg. So I'm going to go back to the well, giving Justin Fields over 58 and a half rushing yards in this game here, Rod.
1: He's got to do something, right? I mean, and and the thing he does best is run that ball and and use his legs. So I'm just saying, like, there's there's really no there's no Bears fans are already frustrated as it is. So, you know, they they can't do the same thing and continue to think something's going to happen. That's the definition of insanity. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on this. It's, it's, if it's get back to basics time for Fields, even though he's not like a grizzled vet, it's get back to basics time and do do, do what he does best. I think that's uh, that's a good prompt. Oh, you got
0: Chris Dino there,
1: Chris. Uh,
2: what? <laughs> oh, right. Talk to me. Hey, hey, you know, for, for the sake of time, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say uh, he's got to do something. <laughs> we go, we go, we go, coin that phrase like uh, almost like. Uh, you know, he, he he is who we thought he were. He is who he thought he was. Or, you know, we he, they, they are who we thought they were. He, yeah. They got to do something, you know. He's got to do something. I mean, you, you, you laid it out already. Like, they, what, what more opportunity you going to get? We know how much the Chiefs like to, you know, run up and down the field and, and get on and off the field with their offense and score a bunch of points. So, the, the land of opportunity is going to be there. He's got to do something, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, Rod, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do you got?
1: All right. Once again, reward you for trying. Bijan Robinson over 14 and a half rushing attempts. I got this at minus 105. Chris is pumping his fists over there. Look, and and they got to do something, right? They've got to do something. And they they drafted this guy. They brought this guy on board to be that guy. I know that Algier is, is still the sexy little toy, but Robinson had 19 carries last week. And now there's something that they can build on for him to be able to continue that 19 for 124. That just proved exactly what you can do if you put the ball in this guy's hands multiple times, right? I mean, that's that's the name of this game. Ritter, not going to kill you with his arm, right? 273 yards uh, passing against Green Bay and then 115 against the Panthers. Like, He's not going to kill you with his arm. You need to do something, and you need to be able to give that ball to your star now the only thing that i'm a little concerned of is that you know detroit's not necessarily a team that you're going to continue to to run on uh with any sort of authority they they're averaging about 24 attempts per game from their opponents so the teams aren't trying to run too much on them but again desmond ritter's not going to kill you with his arm so you got to put it in the hands of, of uh B. John robinson and if you do it early enough then you can get to that number out the third quarter. If you're, if you do it uh, and it works well enough for you. So um, yeah, they got to feed the, they got to feed their, their best player. And that's right now, Bijan Robinson. So I say his attempts, it's so low 14 and a half. I think they'll give him 15 carries in this game if they're smart.
0: I mean, you're not getting any argument from me about uh, B. John Robinson. He's just came out and looked really good for this Falcons uh, um, offense. And we talked about it, right? This this Falcons offense, it it starts with a run, right? Whether it's B. John Robinson, whether it's Tyler Algier, uh, whether it's going to be Desmond Ritter lo- using his legs as well. It's going to be the rushing attack. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue about Bijan Robinson. He's been a stud at least through the first two weeks here. Chris, I saw you pumping your fist, man. Uh, are you in agreement with your you guy? one of the him as your pointer place?
2: Yeah, Rod right. just throwing all the alley oops, um, you know. So, so I haven't even gotten to my quarterback prop yet, but I absolutely love this spot for for uh, for Bijan. And I, I didn't take the I didn't take the the rush attempts, but I took his receiving yards. At, uh, at 23 and a half, you can get that minus 110. I got it over on Bet365. I think it's a very, very sneaky look. Uh And for, for some of what Rod kind of talked about already. So you just go in and you kind of check the box score. Of course, they play both home games, right? So back-to-back games uh, to start his young career, five and six targets, which is actually the most on the team because – as Rod said, Desmond Ritter is not going to wow you and throw for 500 yards. You do not have to worry about that one. Yeah. Uh, won't be on anybody's bingo card for this week. So the 11 targets that, that Bijan has is actually the most on the team. You look at the Lions, they actually allow just 86 yards per game on the ground, which is good for ninth in the two games so far this season. And while Atlanta does rush the ball 36 times per game, which ranks fourth most in the league, something's got to give here in this spot. So you look at Bijan, he's caught 10 of the 11 passes that have actually been thrown his way. So that tells me, you know, that that's a very good percentage. And he's, he, he has he has hands. Um, 48 yards receiving in game in, in week one against Green Bay. 27 last week against Carolina. His 75 yards receiving is actually second on the team um, behind Hollins. And then um, – he also leads the team in receptions and targets so far. That so that we we always talk about like where is Ritter get, you know, how is he getting the ball out? He's not throwing no Hail Mary type passes, so you yeah. don't have to worry about that. And the other thing that really jumped off the page to me, fellas, was um, I looked at his yak, yards after the catch. This dude actually has 95 yards after the catch because like I said, Desmond not is just dumping this thing down, and, and Bijan is making people miss. And we're seeing the highlights, you know, even when he scored in week one on the touchdown. So his 95 yards after, after the catch is actually fifth in the league uh, amongst run, running backs and wide receivers. So I like it from that perspective. Also, last point, Detroit run 67 plays per game, which is right outside of the top 10. So Atlanta, I think, will have to, like, play up, and and this game will be played at a a little bit faster pace because Atlanta likes to play a little bit slower uh, than their typical 63 uh, plays that they typically run per game. So all of those things, you know, in conjunction, I do like Bijan to be, uh, you know, go over this really, really low number of 24-and-a-half receiving yards this week. It just turns into a
0: shootout when you're playing in Detroit, right? I mean, we saw that last week with Seattle. Uh, that game went into overtime, but that game finished up with 69 points total. So, um, I mean, look, when we talk about that, the point that you, you also brought up that Detroit likes to play fast, that's going to have to enable the Falcons also play fast, which, again, screen passes, dump downs to Bijan Robinson, also yards after catch, that's going to be huge uh, for B. John Robinson uh, in this game. So, again, if you're a fantasy player, RB one for sure for uh, B. John Robinson, no doubt uh, this week and the rest of season for sure. Uh, all right, guys, before I get up to my second player problem, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy pl- has a way to play alongside your favorite football uh, team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5-4-5. Five, five. And from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit of up to 5 hundred dollars they're also giving away hundred thousand dollars on sundays uh on underdog fantasy total of two million in prizes all season long hundred thousand in prizes this week ten thousand to ten people this week new sweepstakes every every week of the nfl season this week's higher or lower is going to be tyree kill receiving yards at 91 and a half higher or lower even if you're wrong You still have a chance to win $10,000 over on Underdog Fantasy. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets. With circle stats and data, enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by a leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any uh, bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, gentlemen, let me get over to my second player prop uh, for the uh, sorry uh, NFL Week 3. Uh, I'm going to go over to that Sunday night football game between the Raiders and the Steelers. I'm going to go with Jalen Warren uh, over on his uh, receiving yards uh, this uh, game against the Raiders. Um, And just as I say that, my uh, notes go off the page here. But let's start with Najee Harris. And I I don't know if it's an injury or he's just lost a step um, for this offense of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. But he just doesn't look right to me. Um, And again, Jalen Warren has came in in the first two weeks of this regular season from the backfield and receiving-wise. He's been an absolute stud for this Steelers offense. And we talked about about how Kenny... Pickett has been really bad, and I think that we saw last week when Jalen Warren was brought into the game that I know they had a big play to uh, George Pickens down the field, but it's been a lot of dinking and Duncan for this uh, Steelers team. But um, So let's go through the first two weeks of the regular season. Warren has a total of nine receptions for 78 yards for the first two weeks. The Raiders are allowing the third most receptions to the running back position this season, and they're also allowing – they're also top 10 – uh, in yards allowed to the running back position as far as from a, rece- a receiving perspective. Last week, Warren did see a 3% uh, snap count increase. I think that's slowly, slowly going to increase as we kind of go week to week. And I think this is a great buy low point for Jalen Warren. Asking him to get 13.5 receiving yards, I don't think is a tall order, especially when the, the speed that this guy has, the elusive that, that he does have. Again, if Najee Harris is going to continue to struggle, I'm expecting that snap counts, those um the the snap counts and the percentages to go up for Jalen Warren. So right now, 13 and a half for Jalen Warren on his receiving yards. I'm gonna take the uh over on that here. Chris, any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean it's hard not to like him. You know, if you look at like like you said, it's who his competitor is who? It's uh Najee Harris. Najee Harris yeah. has what three three receptions, five targets, two yards. Like that, I think that 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 says enough especially when you think about uh, like you said, that Raiders defense uh, specifically to the running back position. So just make that one short. Um, I, 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 the, looking at the numbers, that just makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Rod, take us
0: over to player prop number three, my friend. What do we got?
1: All right. Well, then I'm going to go defensive on this one. I'm going to go with Chase Young. He has set at seven, what, three, three tenths of or, or three third. What is it? Two thirds of a sack. I don't know. It's 0.75. He just needs three to get fourths. Three-fourths. Thank you. Thank you for math. I'm. It's Friday. Uh, I'm already out there. So, yeah, all he's got to do is get a sack in this game against Josh Allen. Chase Young back. Got himself a sack and a half last week. Looked outstanding. He's going to be chasing after uh, Josh Allen, who's already been sacked seven times uh, this season and <laughs> five times in week one against the Jets. The Jets got after him five times and brought him to the ground. Uh, Las Vegas got after him uh, twice last week as well so Josh Allen's looking a little suspect against pass rushes this and so was the offensive line for that matter so um and you look at actually Dallas or uh, Washington rather they're tied with Dallas for the most sacks per game so far this season with five so both of them have uh, an average of five sacks per game this season so far you look at Buffalo they're inside the top ten they are they are averaging three and a half sacks given up per game so far this season again like I said Josh Allen got brought down five times against the Jets. I mean, that's all I need against an elite pass rusher like Chase Young, who is going to be hungry to... I mean, he's he's happy to be back on the field. So he's going to be tearing it up against the Bills because that's what you do. I mean, you have to show out against teams that are way better than you uh, on paper. So uh, definitely expect Chase Young to get after it. And the way he looked last week, I expect him to get Josh Allen to the ground at least once. Uh, and that's all you need to cash this prop. And that is at plus uh 170 over there on draft kings.
0: Yeah, I mean look this offensive line for the Bills has uh was rated one of the lower ones or below league average coming into the season, right? I think there's no there's no sugar coating. There's no putting a band-aid over that that they you know Josh Allen puts himself sometimes in those positions of getting sacked. When you have a freak of a nature like Chase Young trying to hunt you down, uh, asking him to get one sack here, you know, not a big deal for a guy that's always in co- in, in contention for defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm not going to argue against that. Chris, any thoughts on uh, Chase Young?
2: You know, I'm not arguing it either, right? No, I'm not <laughs> arguing it. I, I hope we get 10 sacks. But, uh, you know, nah, in, all, in all seriousness, uh, I love it. I absolutely love this play. I think um, – you know, you look, at, you look at Josh Allen, he likes to let kind of plays develop, right? Like, he's he's not one of those quarterbacks that get the, gets the ball out of his hands. He likes to let those long kind of plays develop down the field, whether it's a go route or it's a post route. Um, so I, I think, you know, they potentially hold on to the ball. All it takes is one time and, and for Chase Young to get back there. I think the other thing to add to that as well, Rod, is that this guy has not played a home game under new management at all, right? So this is going to be his first home game because we were – when I say we, of course, the Commanders. We were in in Denver last week, so uh, fur he missed the he missed the home opener as well, so against Arizona. So I, I really love this prop, and I think we see a lot of energy uh, renewed, you know, a, re- a renewed type energy from uh, this Washington Commanders defense. And uh, Chase Young getting a sack is definitely in the realms. So I like it. Hey, I knew Chris, my audience. <laughs> Absolutely right, <laughs> uh,
0: Chris. Player prop number three.
2: All right, so now let me go back to the quarterback position, and uh, I, I think it's a low spot, a bounce-back spot. I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. Uh, it's actually two props. I couldn't really pick which one I like the most. Uh, his his pass, pass attempts are at 30-and-a-half. I absolutely love that number, um, and his pa- and his passing yards are actually at 225-and-a-half. Both of them, the, the pass attempts are minus 105 over on Barstool for people who are looking to have access to Barstool. It's the best line I saw, and then the passing yards are minus 110 over on Bet365. And this is, like, maybe something that's not too traditional. You don't think of Deshaun Washington and automatically think, let me go take his pass yards over. Let me go take his pass attempts over, especially how he's been playing in the first couple of weeks since he returned from injury last year. But this Browns offense, they only run the ball – they only pass the ball 51% of the time. Um, and they rank just 25, 25th in the league. But when you think about Chubb being injured, we know he's not coming back, even though they did sign Kareem Hunt. Uh, the Titans' poor pass defense is – It just kind of makes sense that Washington has to step up and pass the ball in this situation, especially against this Titans team, right? Titans opponents are actually passing the ball 63% of the time, which is the sixth most in the league. I mean, why not? Like, their defense has been pretty terrible. They're not blitzing. Just 14.6% of the time is what the Titans are blitzing at, which is actually 29th. Uh, And they're only creating pressure about 8% of the time on their blitzes, which is the lowest rate in the league. Um, totally opposite of what he saw last week against the Steelers when they were bringing pressure left and right, and he was turning the ball over left and right as well. You go back and look at Derek Carr, who just played against his team, 33 pass attempts in week one. Uh, Justin Herbert, 41 pass attempts in week two. Titans allowing 305 passing yards to both Derek Carr and Justin Herbert. Um, Watson threw the ball 40 times in week two against Pittsburgh and 29 times in week one against Cincinnati. I think if he can bounce back in this performance, if he doesn't, if he can't bounce back, bounce back in this performance, then I'll start looking at my head, you know, looking at Watson a little funny and thinking that we might have to reevaluate this quarterback position. But I really, like I said, I couldn't even pick one. I just think that in order for them to be successful, their three point, three and a half point favorites in this game, he's going to have to throw for at least 225, 240 passing yards uh, I also saw that uh, what's his what's his wide receiver name? Amari uh, Cooper. Uh, yeah. it, he, he he practiced today, which is good, especially for Friday. So I like the pass attempts and I love the passing yards. Um, I'm I'm gonna play them both. This correlates
0: right into my third player prop here, and I'll just go for it right into that. Amari Cooper. I took the over on his uh, receiving yards. That's at fifty eight and a half. And again, this Titans' uh, pass defense has been absolutely atrocious uh, to start the season. You mentioned it. Both quarterbacks that uh, they have faced three hundred five yards passing each. I also did consider Deshaun Watson's longest completion over because um, last week um, Justin Herbert definitely got over this number, and I forgot who they played in uh, week one, did the Titans. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, he also got over this uh, longest completion of, uh, I want to say it was, I think the number's at 35.5 for Deshaun Watson. But uh, Amari Cooper, like last week, I know Rod was on Amari Cooper. Despite him popping up on that injury report, On Saturday with that growing injury, he still went out there, what, got 90 yards, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for this uh, 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 Browns offense. So we know that chemistry is there between Watson and um, uh, Murray Cooper. Those two guys are going to lead the offense here uh, for this Browns team. So, again, uh, no argument from me on Deshaun Watson. This has to be the buy low spot, like you mentioned, Chris, that if he doesn't go out and perform this week or have uh, a good day passing the football We kind of got to take a step back and say, okay, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? And is that $230 million guaranteed contract uh, worth it for uh, the Cleveland Browns? So I I like your angle on the Deshaun Watson kind of leads right into my uh, um, Amari Cooper over on his receiving yards uh, for this week. Uh, Rod, I know you're up against it. You want to give out your touchdown prop bets. If you also want to give out your uh, best bet as well, then me and uh, Chris can wrap up the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, my best bet is going to be uh, Bijan over 14 and a half. I really think that that's, that's a given. They have to do it. They, they can't not do this and expect to win this game. So put it in the hands of Bijan and and you're all good. That is my best bet. Minus 105. Uh, my my touchdown is going to be kind of crazy and uh, I'll go out on a limb and say Romeo Dobbs has an anytime touchdown. Uh, I like this at plus 250. Look, it's it's not like I think that the Packers are going to go crazy against the Saints. I mean, the Saints are not really giving up a lot of offensive touchdowns a game. But you look at who they played. They played Carolina, a young quarterback. They played Tennessee, who played probably the worst game in their entire existence uh, to, to date so far. So uh, with Tannehill throwing three interceptions, it was a bad day for Tennessee to start the season. And then the Saints, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the Panthers, like I said, rookie quarterback, right? He did get a touchdown in there. So that's that's fantastic. But You know, that wasn't a team that you were going to be scared of. Now, listen, actually, Green Bay's been doing pretty good. They actually are scoring. uh, They're tied with Miami for most offensive touchdowns a game at three and a half, right? Dobbs has two uh, of his own, and he didn't score last week, which kind of makes me want it more because, like I said, it's either between him or, like, uh, Jaden Reed on the other end of it who has two touchdowns himself, but Reed scored two touchdowns last week. Can't really say that I think he's going to get back in the end zone, But I think Dobbs has a chance to do that this week against the Saints. love loves him, right? So uh, I I think there's a a little bit of a spark there. And I think that's going to result in a touchdown. And if a Packers receiver is going to score a touchdown this week, I think it's going to be Romeo Dobbs. Anytime TD plus 250.
0: Love it. I think that might be one of the games where I think sneakily we may see some points. I know the total is not very high in that game. Uh, but again, I think for Jordan love to, to find some success, he's going to have to rely on his receivers in Romeo Dobbs. Uh, Rod, I'm gonna let you get out of here. My friend, anything else you want to mention before you, uh, got to get out of here.
1: Yeah. Sorry for that guys. I got, no, 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 uh, you're got good. Stuff going on, on Friday, but, uh, I'm apologizing to them. Not you guys. Uh, anyways, yes. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, link in the bot, everything I got going on, finished up NASCAR F one's happening right now. So lots of good stuff out there as too. Um, but yeah, just uh you know where to find me uh, on Twitter at RJVA Gomez.
0: He's going to the f- 49ers uh three and no uh parade right now. That's where he's going. But uh yeah, appreciate you, Ron. Hey, we'll reconvene next week. Uh for Thursday night football. Uh appreciate you, my friend. Uh, me and Chris will wrap it up here uh for the prop cast here. Uh have a good weekend, my man.
1: Thanks, guys. We'll see you. All right.
0: Uh Chris, kind of going back to the Deshaun Watson. I I kind of wanted to 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 I guess discuss this with you as well. And uh I, I, what I guess i know it's so. It's I know it's only the the first two weeks here, but I'm not sure it's that hesitancy that's in Deshaun Watson because I know as a Texans fan, like I I've seen the talent that he's had on the field, um, and he's just he's had games where he can go out there and throw for 300, 400 plus passing yards. But it also may be a combination that I think that right now I, I think that when we talked about the the Cleveland Browns side when you had. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I know they just signed Kareem Hunt back onto the roster to give him that running or sorry that running back depth. That they were obviously a team that was predicated on on running the football, right? When you have a guy like Nick Chubb, um, top three for sure. Some may argue that he's the best running back in the league. I'm not going to argue against that because he's just that dynamite. But I think going to go back to your point, in saying that I think this week is gonna we're gonna find out a lot about Deshaun Watson. Um, uh, and if he can able, he's, if he's able to, if he's able to carry this team to a victory, I just want to see how well he does perform, uh, offensively because I, again, like I mentioned, I've seen the talent. He can, he can scramble for the, he can scramble the, with the football. He can throw the football as well. He does have the talent around him with the skill positions, right? We talked about Amari Cooper, David Joku, uh, you know, DPJ's out there. They picked up Elijah Moore as well. Cream Hunt out of the backfield eventually. Obviously, he doesn't have to learn a lot because they're already familiar with the system. Um, but does does Deshaun Watson make you nervous, or what do you think is kind of going on in the head right now of Deshaun Watson?
2: I think I think it's a little bit of what you touched on, I mean I think I think they just a they were they were built to be a run heavy. You know, football team and Deshaun Watson, he, although he got all that money, he's probably like, man, thank you, God, Kareem. I <laughs> thank you, God, Nick Chubb. You're going to make my job so much easier. I'm going to just turn around, hand the ball off to you. It, it's kind of interesting to think about him you know, when you think about how running backs are so underpaid and we heard, you know, so yeah. much controversy around running backs, you know, and them being feeling unvalued. And, and then you think about a team like, the 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 Cleveland Browns that run the ball, you know, almost fifty percent of the time. You know, we they're they're always amongst the league leaders since they've gotten Nick Chubb. I think I want to say back in two thousand eighteen. Um, just because he is so good, we've talked about him on on the preview shows. This guy averages five yards a carry religiously yeah. throughout his career, so you're not having to do as much. So I think that you you just become a little too heavily dependent upon him. But to me, this is all about the recipe. You know, when we're when we're adding in. Uh, you know this this Tennessee Titans defense. You got to be kind of licking your chops, right? Last week yeah. when we did the show, I gave out Keenan Allen as my yeah. as my my best bet because I loved him going up against the same defense. Uh, so I love I love your angle looking at Amari Cooper. But if you're not able to pass the ball against this defense, you know, I think it is like a time to where you kind of got to reevaluate just a tad bit because it's not going to get any easier than this. I understand some of the struggles in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been one of those teams where. You don't necessarily want to bet on bet against them when they're home dogs because it de- doesn't typically work out well for you and and we that's what we saw right it wasn't necessarily that picket played well it was that yeah. their defense they got a turnover at the beginning of the game they got a turnover late in the game and they took both of them back for touchdowns. so they, they were like you know what we're not even giving the ball to pick we don't even want to see this offense on the field we'll just run it in ourselves and then we'll come back out here we'll, we'll, we'll defend Deshaun Watson as well so I think being back at home, you know, because he, he, he didn't necessarily play. He didn't look great, of course, in week one against the Bengals, but they kind of thrashed the Bengals in week one. So, yeah. you know, I, I think being back home, they, they'll kind of rally around him, um, you know, hopefully make it a, a, a kind of a friendly playbook for him. But he does have a lot of pressure on him, you know, especially after getting all that money. He, he needs to perform here.
0: Yeah, I mean look, going back to week one, sixteen of twenty-nine, hundred and fifty-four yards, one touchdown, one interception. I know weather had a lot a lot to do with that in week one against the Cincinnati Bengals, but you know, last week obviously the the, the game changing play was that fumble returned uh, return by the Steelers defense that was pretty much the difference in that game, but he still had 40 attempts in that game. The the completion percentage has been at 55% over the first two weeks. Uh for uh for Deshaun Watson, 235 yards last week, one touchdown in each of the first two games. So I think we'll learn a lot again. Um three total um fumbles uh he has coughed up, and two of them which have been lost, which both were against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So yeah, again, like I mentioned, we'll find a lot about uh about um Sean Watson this upcoming week. Uh, just kind of adding to Amari Cooper, uh, he's faced this Brown, sorry, this uh, Titans uh, team four times in his career. Uh, and this may not be relevant because it goes all the way back to his days when he was with the Oakland Raiders. This was before they even moved to Vegas, but I'll quickly rattle off the numbers against the Titans in his career. 115 receiving yards, 62, 62, and 58. And Currently, right now, the number is at 58.5. I think this might be a great uh, ladder opportunity as well uh for amari Cooper and um let me just see quickly before we do get to some touchdown uh prop bets here and then our best bets to wrap up the show here Chris um quickly trying to see a 75 yards plus for amari Cooper that's at plus 165 if you want to go 100 plus yards for amari Cooper in this game plus 425 to him uh to get uh into triple digits but Again, I like the over 58 and a half. I might sprinkle a little bit on that 75 plus at plus 165. Uh, let's get over to some touchdown uh, prop bets here. Chris, uh, anything that
2: you do like for this upcoming week? Yeah, absolutely. So first one is going to be Mr. Calvin Ridley. The, the odds aren't great, but I, I just absolutely think that he gets in the end zone. Either either him, I think maybe you put a little bit on him and you put a little bit on Travis Etienne as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Travis Etienne, you know, he he's actually not even plus money. So the books are telling me that they're probably they're probably gonna score against uh you know against that Texas defense that that's been pretty bad. Uh, Texas have actually allowed the most rushing touchdowns uh, this season. So Travis Etienne I think is minus one hundred five over on GM. but Calvin Ridley plus one forty five over on Barstool. Um, their offense looked bad last week, man. They looked really really bad. They yeah. they scored nine points at home. Yeah. Uh, you know against the against a, a, a Chiefs defense that we didn't think was gonna be that great. Um, so I think the will start a little bit faster against against the, the Texas defense. Um, they the ja- Jacksonville also went 0 3 in the red zone uh, on their oh, uh, on their three red zone opportunities, um, and once had a fir- they had a first and goal from Kansas City one yard line yeah. uh, in the fourth quarter and settled for a field goal. Uh, also, there were four occasions, uh, two each by Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley, in which the receivers were unable to get two feet down in the end zone. So I think, I think we just see, you know, maybe the luck change, maybe it's the defense, but I think that this offense starts fast. I think they, they're locked in. I was just, you know, reading some of the quotes that came out. Um, So I like, I like this offense to bounce back a lot this week, you know, so I actually like both of those guys. I know it's the same game. I'll probably put a little bit on, on, on Calvin Ridley and uh, Travis Etienne as well. Um, Also, the game, this is probably the prop game of the week. You know, we didn't even mention it, but Justin Jefferson, like I don't know how we go without, without mentioning Justin, Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's plus money either, but it just kind of makes sense that he's not. I mean, the highest total on the board, highest total we've actually seen in a while, I think it's 53 and a half, up to 54 in some spots. Uh, this game is projected to be an absolute shootout. Um, I want to say the Vikings were, I got it written in my notes, I want to say they were at 7-1 or 8-1 last, last year when they were, Um, home favorites. So when they're at home, it's typically shootouts. We know that that defense just got gashed last week. We just watched them on on Monday Night Football get gashed. Couldn't stop the run at all. Um, So I think that, you know, mix it up just a tad bit. We know what Justin Herbert can do uh, in that offense when they come into town as well. So I think we see a shootout there. Um, I think you've got to like Justin Jefferson. I don't see anybody being able to slow that guy down. Um, So those are the the guys that I really, really love this week. You know, I've also got to put a little sprinkle on Bijan again just because I like his player prop a lot. And I think that if anybody scores for uh, Atlanta, it's probably going to be him. I saw Porter Patterson pop up on the injury report. Not 100% sure if he's going to play, but I like those guys for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think my touchdown props were coming from that. Obviously, that Chargers and the Vikings game just because, like you mentioned, it is the highest – uh, total on the board for this NFL Week 3 at around fifty three and a half, fifty four. 54, like you mentioned. Justin, excuse me, Justin Jefferson, minus 110. Um, I think I'm going to stick with a guy that, that has been cashing for me over the first two weeks, Jordan Addison uh, for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And, look, first two weeks, he got a touchdown in each of the first two games against the Bucs, he had one, and obviously against the Eagles, he had one. Uh, And they've all been uh, down the field passes, uh, that deep threat. I mean, I know Justin Jarvis is that guy as well, but Jordan Addison has been that guy as well. He's had a 62-yard reception against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that was a touchdown pass that he did catch against the Eagles uh, in that Monday night football game. He also had one against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Currently, that number is sitting at plus 220. I think we got to also go back to our guy, uh, TJ Hawkinson, plus 170 uh, against the uh, uh, obviously with the Vikings as well uh, in this Chargers game. So those are the two I'm um, looking at uh, as well. Um, you mentioned that Jaguars and the Ta- uh, the Texans game. I think that uh, this game also sneakily we'll will see some points being scored in this game. Um, I'm trying to find it over here on DraftKings. Um, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Um, I- I'm going back to Tank, man. Tank Dell, plus 370. The the odds have adjusted a little bit. Last week, he was 5-1. to one. I gave that out on the propcast last week. I- again, the books have adjusted plus 370. I'll go with Tank Dell um, for the Texans to find the end zone in this game. That's my uh, touchdown scores for this week. Uh, Chris, let's wrap up the show with best bets, man. What do you got for the for our listeners? Man, it's so much
2: to like this this week, you know. There's so much to like. It's, it's props that I gave that I didn't even give out. I actually like see they tried to go over his 33 and a half pass attempts as well. Dude's had 47 I love that and 44 one, 44 in the I love in it. the game. So but but if I had to get one out that I talked about already, uh Odin Buckham Jr. just got rolled out as well. So Zay Flowers, uh, definitely get that in if you like it. I think he's gonna be ravishing the one uh yards slowly but surely just ticking up i think it opened at 44 and a half is up to 50 52 and a half in some books you still can get it at 49 but i'll go back to what i think is the probably going to be the sneakiest one you know and i really like Bijan. i just think that i just think that really i I don't think that he's going to throw the ball down the field like he hasn't shown me that he's able to do that i don't even think that offense you know works in that way but i do think that they're going to be they could potentially get down in this game it's going to be it's gonna be their first game on the road. We got to we got to remember that they yeah. are two and zero. Yeah. Uh. You know Detroit is coming off a loss in a game that they were projected to win, which is why we don't buy them as a favorite yet. We just typically buy them on the road as a dog. Um, but I think it's a game you're gonna see points. I think it's gonna be a, I think they're gonna have to play a little bit faster. So I really love Bijan. You know, if I feel like I found something with this one to go over his 23-and-a-half receiving yards, just because it's gonna be dinks and donks. And like I said, he's he's number one in targets on this on the team. He's caught ten, 10 of the eleven passes. He's gone over this number twice already at home. So now in a you know, in a faster-paced game, Detroit, like I said, runs 67 plays per game, which is right outside the top 10. And you look at uh, Atlanta; they only run in sixty-three. I think they run a few more plays just to kind of keep up just a tad bit. So, give me Bijan as my as my top player of the, year, of the week, you know, I have to go over his twenty-three and a half uh, receiving yards, minus one ten over on bet three six five right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. Um, again, like you mentioned, Bijan Robinson has been that guy for this offense in the first two weeks, and. Obviously, he was drafted top ten by this uh, Falcons team for a, a reason at that number nine spot in this past draft. And again, we've seen him do great things over the first two weeks. And again, he's a guy that can do it out of the backfield, run the football. But he's also a guy that can catch those screen passes and create space for himself and, and gets that yak, like you mentioned in your handicap. So, yeah, um, I'm not. Uh, there's no way I can fade Beach on Robinson because the books will eventually adjust uh, to his number. Uh, so we got to get in uh, at the buy low spot here as well. Um, I mean you mentioned some of the props that we didn't talk about. I want to give out as my best bets man. I mean there's three that I mentioned uh, we didn't even I have it on my list that I, we didn't even talk about. Um, I'll start with I'll go back to that Texans game and I'm really high on Tank Dell for a reason and I know we talked about this last week. The Texans lost Noah Brown to the IR and again that just put Tank Dell into that number two spot uh, for this offense. Uh, going forward until he does come back and he's really, really proven himself. So if you kind of take a look at his numbers over the first two weeks of the season, uh, tank Dell in week one, uh, against the, uh, Baltimore Ravens, he had, uh, three catches for 34 yards on four targets. And those numbers pretty much doubled in week two against the Indianapolis Colts, seven receptions on 10 targets for 72 yards. So I'm going to stick with his receiving yards in this game uh, for uh, for this game against the Jaguars. That number's at 35 and a half. I think he gets over this number. Uh, I think, again, he'll, he can get into that range of 40, 50, 60 yards again. Um, and I think this is going to be one of those games here, Chris, where I think we do see him or we do see points being put up in this game. I won't be surprised if this game does get into the 50s uh, like it did last week uh, with the Colts and the Texans. Um, you also mentioned that CJ Strout on his past attempts. Um, I like that as well, depending on your shop. I see that 33 and a half with a little bit of vig over it. Uh, but now that number's moved up to 34 and a half and I still like it. We look at the first two weeks, uh, of the season for CJ Strout. Um, he's had uh, week one, 28 of 44 and last week, 30 of 47. So what did that kind of tell you? Number one, this defense is absolutely terrible for this Texans. They're always going to be playing from behind, which they have to throw the football. And CJ Stroud hasn't made mistakes, right? He hasn't thrown an interception yet for this uh, Texans team, which is, um, you know, which is really outstanding. So I think that's going to continue for him to get these pass attempts uh, in this game. I was high on Damian Pierce coming to the season. He hasn't looked very good. I know last week they were missing four of their five offensive linemen. And I think that might be the case again for this Texans team for this upcoming week, which again, which just means again if they are playing from behind they are gonna to have to throw the football so I think you and I are both agreement about on the over on his pass attempts for 34 and a half for this um uh, for this Texas offense do you have any thoughts on those two guys being a little homer here but I think when I find the money for this Texas team I, I gotta take it no
2: yeah, no absolutely man so I think I think it's a misconception of like 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 uh handicappers like wanting to make a play on their team you're not making a play on your team because you you want to make a play on your team. And you want to win some money, you it's not fandom, you're making a player on your team because you watch them and you know yeah. what they excel at and you know what they don't excel at. So, I absolutely love that. You know, if I like that we're lying there, I think I like both of your props. Um, I didn't really look too much in the tank, but I, I i love that look as well. I think that's a really really good look for this week. Um, but Stroud, man, you you talked about it, you know, 47 44 pass attempts. The Texans actually ranked. Third in plays per game, you know, at 75 and a half per game, which is absolutely insane with a yeah. rookie quarterback because you would think they want to go slow, they want yeah. to kind of ease him in, and they've just kind of thrown him out there. I listened to the post-game interview, and you know, the, the coaching staff absolutely love this guy. It doesn't seem like they think that he's uh, you know, like like doing too much or um they're using him too much. It's not like they, they, they it, I didn't hear anything that made it make me think that they would be like, you know, we're gonna dial back a little bit. I think they're absolutely gonna keep it going, you know. So um, i mentioned third third in place per game at 75 and a half uh, also 67.5% um passing is, is which is which is actually fifth in the in the league is what their what their passing percentage is um jags not too far behind them 66.5 which is actually 12 so what that tells me is going to be a, a back and forth game rookie quarterbacks on the road typically are playing from behind we mentioned how the jaguars uh you know had that really poor offensive game so i think they come out shooting and it's just Sets up for a really, really good spot for CJ Stroud to try to carry this offense as much as he possibly can and help them to score as much as he possibly can. Also, the Texans, um, uh, the the cornerback Derek Stingley is, is his yeah. name, right? You know, yeah, he, he's out. I saw him yeah. going to IR as well with RR. the hand. With the hamstring injury, so that that just means more passing yards for the opposite side, um, which means it could be even more of a shootout when you start taking DBs out. So, absolutely love CJ Stroud today as well. Almost like a double best bet for me. I like Stroud a lot.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think again, this might this might be a game where, like you mentioned, that the uh, the Jaguars probably want to flex their muscles a little bit after the frustration they had last week uh, against the uh, Chiefs and not able to put up a lot of points. And again, Trevor Lawrence, just out kind of curiosity, I'm looking it up. He's had success against this Texans team as, as far as his uh, pass attempts as well 51, 38, 47, 21, uh, 332 yards, 210, 286, and 152. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see a lot of points being put up in this game for sure. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition,
2: uh, NFL Week 3 Player Props. Chris, anything else we want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Nah, man. Uh, another great show. You know, I think we gave out a lot of great looks, and uh, I think we're going to make a lot of cash this week. I'm going to go ahead and put it into existence uh, right now, and then we'll be back next week as always. Uh, definitely check out my work over on Twitter uh capping uh WNBA playoffs right now which will be back on unfortunately on sunday so i won't be watching much of it because it's right in the middle of basketball <laughs> uh i mean right in the middle of uh of nfl the game started one and i think like four so but uh definitely capping that um doing pretty good as well don't want to talk about it too much and jinx myself but hopefully we can kind of keep that going and uh you know get back on um get, get these props to, to cash as well you know so as always pleasure doing the show with you my man let's get some cash and uh take us home you know
0: Yeah, man, we had a pretty good week last week as far as our player props went for week two. So hopefully we can carry that into uh, week three here uh, of the NFL regular season. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the PropCast uh, wherever you do listen to your pods, whether that's on uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, We also go live streaming on the NFL Gambling Podcast. So if you haven't already subscribed to the NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, uh, go ahead and do so. Uh, Much, much appreciated. Uh, like Chris mentioned, you can follow him on X or Twitter, whatever you may want to call it, at Crispy Two P's Two N's. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd Eight Two Four. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.